Constance Hall, one of the most talked about bloggers in the country. A look out! Opinionated, raw, thought-provoking, and never shy to have an opinion. Annalise is her best friend. The yin to her yang. The gale to her Oprah. She's the chic one. Just ask her. A show for queens, by queens. No topic is too taboo. A shame-free, judge-free space. Oversharing, commiserating, and celebrating. This is the Queen Sesh with Constance Hall and Annalise. Come on, girls! You're listening to The Queen's Sesh with Constance Hall and Annalise. And, Con, we're very excited because we have Australia's queen of comedy and Instagram hilarity sensation, Celeste Barber. Welcome to The Queen's Sesh. Hi. Now, where are you right now, <laughs> Celeste? Because you are a jet setter and I can't keep up. Mate, I am in Sydney. I'm in Sydney town. I'm uh, in my car. Yeah, I'm in Sydney for a bit and then I go back uh, away. I go back to America soon. America's your gig now, isn't it? They love you there. I mean, you know, cheeky little Gwyneth Paltrow commenting on this and it's just insane, isn't it? It is a bit nuts. Yeah, America are pretty mad for what I do, which I'm totally into because they've Mm. got heaps of money. So, (laughs) yeah, bring it on. Really? That's all it's about. Yeah, just being filthy rich and obnoxious, which I seem to be, so that works well. <laughs> hey, so Les, congrats on the new yes. book. It's uh, I've read a few chapters and I'm loving it sick so far. Very, Yay. very funny lady. Um, there Thanks is something so that I wanted to tell Con about and it's something that gave me a little chuckle, a little dark, and, and it's your fake dead brother, Michael. Yeah, oh, rest in peace, yeah. fake dead brother Michael. And so, yeah. so can, you, can you tell us about how you and your sister ended up crying about your fake dead brother in a speech at your wedding? Yeah, well, my, <laughs> when, when I was younger, my dad made us a costume room for all our costumes because we used to dance and we were fully committed to dancing. And we were in our costume, my sister and I were in that costume room once and my older sister, Olivia, said to me, I need to tell you something. And, you know, when you're a younger sister, you're like, yeah, it's a secret. Oh, this makes me cool. And she's like, you can't tell mum and dad. I was like, that's fine. You're the best. And she said, we had a brother. And I was like, oh, my God, where is he? Is he upstairs? I was about eight and she was about 12. And she went, no, uh, he died. And I was like, oh, my God. And she went, yeah, he died of um, blood AIDS. And I was like, what? So Blood AIDS. And I was like, uh, you can't make this up. This is amazing. And she went, yeah. And mum and dad knew that when they built this costume room that we would love it so much and we'd be here all the time. So they buried him under the costume room so we could be close oh, to him. Oh, my God. Big and sisters. Then, Your sister is pure gold. Out. She walked out and locked me in there. Oh, my she God. She locked me in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's got to be up there so, as, like, one of the evilest things a sister could possibly do. Annalise, you're yeah, a terrible she, big sister. Yeah, but that's up there. I don't know if I can beat that. Uh, yeah, that's it's pretty next level. And I tell you, when I saw, when I was asked to write a book, I was like, well, I know one bloody story I can tell. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. And how's the book sales going? Are we doing well? Are we bestsellering yet? Yeah, I mean, it's no bloody queen, queen Bible, like a queen, queen, queen your book. Far yeah, out. Well, you know, you stop d- trying to compete with me, all right? Yeah, but you know what? You, oh, ha- you okay. had Reese Witherspoon give a little comment. I mean, that is Reese. That's yeah. huge. Mate, I, I know. It wasn't Drew Barrymore, or am I making that up? I've got Gwyneth Paltrow, Cindy Crawford, Reese Witherspoon have all done a little ode to your book. I mean, hi. Yeah. 
I mean, you can say, Drew, it's not true, but we can say it. <laughs> oh, look, that's cool. It's, it's the truth, yeah. yeah. It'll, she'll, she'll be yeah. next. She'll be next on the, on the list. Yeah. Hope, hopefully Obama's next or something. But, yeah, but I have to say, as yeah. a you know, dear friend of yours and, and somebody who completely loves following you, I am so proud that you just don't stop. You are going so well. And your book, by all means, I've only read one chapter. Annalise says the rest is just gets funnier and funnier. And I'm not a Thanks, book recommender mate. because I'm a book writer and I'm a very competitive but I highly <laughs> recommend this book, everybody. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, uh, well, the new book, Celeste Barber Challenge Accepted, is out now and available in bookstores. Thanks, you girls. Big love. Thanks, gorgeous. Thanks, See Celeste. Soon. This is the Queen Sesh. Annalise, last week I wrote this post on Facebook about how divine my stepchildren are and how much I love being their stepmom and, you know, what they've given to us and what what everyone's added, this whole blending family thing. And I received an overwhelming response from it. So many people were so happy for me, but there was this huge thing, this sort of white elephant in the room that because my stepchildren don't have a mother, that's possibly why I find the whole thing so easy. Mm. I'm not dealing with an ex and I completely understand that. And, you know, there for legal reasons, a lot of the time people can't talk about their partners, exes, because, you know, and also you don't want to hurt the children and stuff, but it is such a tough relationship when you've got two people, had a baby, separated, and now you're trying to like step parent this kid, but you've got, if you know, there's tension, you've got mm. another mother, they're whispering things in the kid's ear, the kid comes back from their week with the mum, now hates you, mm. you know, like it's, yeah, it's a diverse, it's probably, you know, something that we could talk about for hours because it is a huge problem. Yeah, and even the thought of if I'm being really honest, the thought of another woman mothering my children <gasps> makes me feel a bit, you know. I know, but what you need to remember is that they're not mothering. I don't mother my stepchildren at all. Yes, they're but not you're mothering. different. I think, I, it, I think it really, there's so many issues and so many families face. So we've got Kelly from Queensland on 131060. How do you get on with your ex's partner? Um, we haven't actually ever met or oh, really wow. had much to do with one another. Um, I've spoken to her on the phone a couple of times. It hasn't gone very well, which was quite disappointing to me. Um, I come from a background where I don't really have a family, so having my own family unit was a very big deal to me. Yeah. Uh, but it wasn't a very healthy relationship, and, and I left for that reason. But I was very open to my children having a stepmother, providing that person was, you know, a reasonably good, wholesome person and wasn't going to hurt them and was just going to love them. And um, and I still am open to that person being in my, my children's lives. But unfortunately, um, the woman who my ex is with now, she doesn't really like the fact that he had a family before mm. her. Um, How old had is a child she? together. I think <laughs> she's quite a bit older than me and I don't know the oh, exact okay. age, but I think she's about 39. Right. I yeah, was going to so say, it sounded a like a very immature, gap. like an image, yeah. you know, like at, by the time you <laughs> yeah, get to our age, you kind thought. of accept a lot of people have had previous families and, you know, yeah. like it doesn't take anything away from you. And does she, yeah. does she get on with your kids? No, so she won't actually have them back oh. in her house. So my partner, he is, you know, the amazing step parent like Connors. He's just accepted those children as his own. He knows that 
they have a father, he knows he's not their father, but he's more than willing to be that person in their life, financially, emotionally. He's always there for them. Like we both. Well, that's am- that's fantastic. Yeah, no, it's really good. It's definitely good that we have that positive relationship. But I guess it's a bit easier for him. In some respects, because we've known each other for a very long time, whereas my ex's partner, yeah, they haven't known each other for very long when they decided to get together and have a baby, whereas Chris and I have been friends from our childhood. So a bit of a different situation, but he's oh, certainly... Bloody tricky, isn't it? <laughs> it's it is. really bloody hard because you are obliged to put your children into this situation that you know isn't right for them. Thank you so much for sharing your story with us. We really appreciate it. And we want to hear from more of you on 131060. How do you get on with your ex's partner? Plus, Con, we've got some advice from a specialist about how we can make it work when it's all too toxic. This is the Queen Sesh. Annalise, we've just been talking about um, dealing with the ex when you are in a relationship, particularly where there's children involved, and um, the ex's new partners and all the sort of tangled toxicity that, ha- that can potentially happen. And we've just heard something pretty grim from our lovely friend Kelly, and um, we're hoping to maybe hear another side of the story. Yes, we've got Bridget from New South Wales. How do you get on with your ex's partner? Uh, my ex's partner, we hardly know each other. Uh, I've met her once and they're actually engaged. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I don't think he particularly wants um, us to blend together and get to know each other purely because I think he's scared that I will um, I will tell her the truth about how our marriage ended. <laughs> <laughs> That's always a, a good thing to hide, yes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but my, my current partner right now, um, she is amicable with my ex-husband, um, which is great. They both get along fine. Um, but my partner's ex, um, he is a bit of a nightmare and likes to cause a lot of trouble in our world. So um, we, were, we were married to men and now we're in a same-sex relationship. We've got three little daughters between us. Yes, um, Yeah. <laughs> so it's working, it's working for some and, and not working for others. In the relationship that is positive, what do you think makes it work? I think, look, I still hate my ex-husband. I think a lot of it you have to really focus on the child and in our case, our daughter comes first before, you know, any that we might have together. Um, and so with So he's being... on page with that as well? Because I think if you can both agree on that, that yeah. one point, then you've got a platform to, you know, make some positive headway. Yeah, exactly. Well, don't get me wrong. It's taken almost three years um, for him to actually step up to the plate. Anyone else out there who's kind of, you know, going, oh, shit, you know, I wonder if... It'll work out, and I wonder if my ex will get a lot. There is hope. And, well, Con, in our Podcast One series, The Queen Sesh Overshare, we actually chatted to top psychologist Dr Michael Carr-Gregg about blended families, and he had this advice for dealing with the ex. You have to remember that most step families are founded on loss. So you're going to have to allow people to grieve that loss. That's number one. And number two, you have to recognise that some people won't resolve that. So you might have an ex forever sniping and bitching and undermining you the whole way. I've been in environments where that has happened and eventually you just have to go, look, we've tried everything. They've been to counselling. They're not playing. They're bitter, twisted and really pissed off that you've now got this new life. They are not going to help you. So you're just going to have to minimise the contact. 
communicate solely through text message because that way you take a lot of the uh, angst out of it. That's the truth. It's not nice, but it's the way it works. Beautiful. We love you, Dr. Michael Carr, Greg. And Um, that's just so true. Minimise the contact down to emails and text messages and then, you know, everything's written down. It's all documented as well so people can't go too crazy. I just think... Lower the expectations. Don't ever think you're all going to be going on family holidays together. <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> the Brady Bunch effect. It's not going to happen. Yeah. This is the Queen Sesh. According to a recent study, the overall divorce rate in the US has declined by 18%. What about Australia? I don't know. The study didn't include Australia. Oh, okay, but, cool. so. <laughs> but on the whole, it is, it is... And it's not just millennials. On the whole, the rate is decreasing, except in... The grey nomad category. So people sixties and plus, the divorce rate's going up. But in wow. the younger, I know. But the overall, the overall rate is dropping. Is that because not as many people are getting married? Yes. Millennials are waiting longer, but that still doesn't affect a rate. Because if you if you look at a rate is actually looking at people who are married. Oh, okay, okay, I'm with you. Yeah, but of course there are factors like if there's not as many people getting married, not as many people are divorcing. But you know what I and think? And more people are thinking about whether or not they want to get married instead of just jumping in like I always do. <laughs> <laughs> well, I always think, you know, back in the day it was the done thing where you literally, your goal in life was to get married. And we don't have that now. It's a choice. Yeah, or, you know, I hate to be negative Nelly, but uh, people's options so much now. Uh, women thinking, I don't, you know, I mean, homelessness in women over like 45 is ridiculously high. So leaving a marriage is very daunting and very scary. And I think that a lot of women choose to stay just because it's that or living in the car. Mm. You know, like, and that's an actual reality. So, you know, it could be a good thing, but it also could be a bad thing. Somebody once said to me, look at the how high the statistics on divorce are in a country. The higher, the better the, the country. Mm. Because it just sort of means that we, can, we, have, we have options and we can make these decisions and we don't have to, you know, I don't, think, I, don't, I don't necessarily think it just means more people are staying in love for mm. longer. Yeah, you're right. And because if, if you look at America and their poverty crisis, that absolutely would ring true. Exactly. Do you know what exactly. else I think with the whole millennial thing is? It's that whole I can't adult thing and I feel like getting married is like the adult thing. Don't you reckon? Yeah, and the, uh, yeah, I totally agree and I just don't really think it's the cool thing to do either. Like I always considered myself the I'm not the marrying type because it's kind of, I, want, I wanted to be cool but I'm not, so I did <laughs> twice. <laughs> Speaking of not being cool, we're just sitting around talking about why young people aren't getting married. Like we're a couple of old ducks <laughs> pondering about the Do you think if today. you broke up with your husband that you'd remarry? No. No, you just do like long-term relationships yeah, and stuff. Yeah, I, I just, I don't know. I just can't see the, the thought of just having another wedding. I'm just such a love creep. But <laughs> I, and I see weddings as parties where, you, where people will actually, how on earth am I going to get other, everyone to fly over and see me in the middle of nowhere mm. unless I get married? Your you know? funeral. There's always your There's funeral. The, and then you can't even enjoy it. Except from up you above. You could fake. Or below. You could fake your funeral. <laughs> 
You're getting worse. <laughs> uh, stick around because we have Celeste Barber coming back. This is the Queen Sesh. We do like to end our show on a positive where we give really bad advice to mm. queens in need. Yes. And t- today it's not bad advice because it's coming from the Queen of Queens, Celeste Barber. Hello. So Celeste Barber, thank you so much for staying with us for Queen Vice. My question to you is, you know, we all know you're more important than me because you've only got like 5 million more followers than me on Instagram and I am trying to lift my game a little bit. How the hell do you get hot husband to be such a friggin' good sport? Yeah, the Insta husband of the year. He's always been a good sport, though. I think because he he saw in there that somehow it, by me doing this means that he could kind of semi-retire. He was like, yeah, <laughs> I'm, oh my, I'm on so board true. with this. It's yeah, all about the money, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. If this means I can surf all the time, then I will totally <laughs> take my clothes off. So oh, I my God. The, and when he board. dances? Like, I you know. Can't, you can't teach that shit. That is good. Mm, he's very good talent. Yeah. Yeah. He is, trust me, ladies, he is a good egg, that one. I'm pretty pumped. So, so yes. the, one of the latest picks that Con and I uh, were absolutely laughing our heads off over was the one where you took off Blake Lively where you had hot husband lying down <laughs> and you were kind of straddling him nude with a bottle of wine in your hand. Who took the photo? Yeah. Was that one of the stepdaughters or one of no, your sons? Okay. No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Are we calling that dogs? Hilarious. I that know. Is so funny. She, All right. Did you get her a she Tom was, Ford bag? <laughs> no. No, she wants to meet Tom Ford, but I just keep him for myself. I'm like, no one gets to meet Tom Ford. It's all mine. <laughs> totally. <laughs> I wouldn't be sharing that yeah. at all. Can I ask you one no more way. thing before we let you go? Career highlight, what's it been? Doing my tour in the States is pretty excellent, but I know I keep banging on about it. The Tom Ford stuff was next level. I had complete creative control and freedom on that Wicked. shoot, and it was amazing. Yeah, it was Wicked. awesome. Isn't it awesome yeah. when you're working with people that just get you? Yeah, absolutely, and just let you let you do your thing and don't kind of gaslight you and be like, no, maybe this or don't yeah. you mean that? I'm like, no, I know what I'm I'm talking about. Oh let yeah, you clearly it. know what you're doing. I mean, you know, yeah. you did you did everything that you've done. You've done completely on your own. Yeah, thanks. Well, mate. And one one more question, Celeste: Are you going to retire from the parody photos and move towards something else? Have you got more passions up your sleeve? What's what's next for Celeste? So that um, I can do well, it I'm, first. <laughs> yeah. Don't tell her. <laughs> exactly. Well, I'm pitching shows and stuff. I've got my, like, TV shows and stuff and more tours and everything. And, you know, every now and then I'm like, oh, am I going to keep doing this parody stuff? And then I get onto Instagram and see some of the photos. I'm like, I can't let that slip. I've chosen <laughs> totally. that yes, one. Yes, yes. The world so, needs me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm, I'm here. I'm doing a community service. You are. You certainly are. We love you so much, Celeste. Thank, Thank you, you so Celeste. Much. We Thank wish you the girl. best for the next chapter and the book as well. Make sure you grab a copy. It's Celeste Barber Challenge accepted out now and available in bookstores. This is the Queen Sesh. Hey, Pod Queenies. Hey, Pod Queenies. Did you know that in, was it May? Yeah, May this year, Con and I released our very own Podcast One series, The Queen Sesh Overshare. And did you know that it had record number 
a record number of downloads. Yes, Queen. Like it's, they it's, love it. It's so different from this radio show catch up that you guys listen to each week if you haven't heard it because it's Absolutely. it's standalone episodes about different themes. So and we're allowed to swear. Yeah, no beeping at all, babe. At all. No, and can't <laughs> even. You talked about your birth poo. In graphic talk detail. Talk about anything I wanted. It was fabulous. Yeah. So what were some of the apps? We did um, how to survive a divorce, how to stay married when you nearly think you're going to divorce, um, bringing yep. up boys, bringing up girls, blended Sex families. life. Yes. Birth, uh, the sisterhood, social media anxiety. Affairs. Yes. So yeah, much. We really cool. worked hard, It was babe. basically just all the things that you t- that you cover if you're on like a three-day drinking session. <laughs> Don't you reckon? Yeah, I, and that's how I felt after I just binged all 12 episodes. Well, I was pregnant, so I did not feel like that. But, mm. but I did. And I also, you know, made up for it in the evenings as well after recording each day, which you didn't oh, get to course. do. Oh, of course. It was, yeah, I'm very, very, very proud of this work, so... Yeah, make sure you download. You can hear it uh, in iTunes or wherever you hear your podcasts or you can download the Podcast One app or hear it on podcastone.com. This is The Queen Sesh.